0: Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by hotmovies.com. Hotmovies.com is a video on demand website that offers all of the latest and the greatest adult movies from more than 50 years of adult movie making, including films by me. Go to hotmovies.com/bonus and enter the promo code holly H-O-L-L-Y And you'll get 20 free minutes on hotmovies.com No purchase is necessary With special exclusive releases every month You can always see them first at hotmovies.com Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Woo for Play Lube Have you heard of Woo? Woo is the best organic, all-natural, and antibacterial lube I have ever used It's made of virgin coconut oil, vanilla essence, natural stevia and beeswax, and is totally free of chemicals and preservatives. And unlike most lubes, Woo also smells and tastes great, just like cupcake frosting. I am not kidding you. Seriously, I offer it to the actors on my sets and we all love it. Woo is simply the best. Silky smooth, all natural, and tastes like dessert. What more could you want? If you want to enhance your love life or just want a better lube, Buy it for yourself or treat that special someone. Go to Woo4Play and enter discount code HOLLY and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's Woo4Play, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com with the code HOLLY for 10% off. Get more play with Woo. Today on the podcast, we have the one and only Romy Rain. Romy is a very popular porn star with over 2 million followers on Instagram. She is also hosting the AVN Awards this year, and she's done a lot of really big projects, and I'm very excited to have her here to talk about all of the stuff that's going on in her life right now. So let's welcome Romy Rain to Holly Randall Unfiltered.
1: <laughs> intro. Da, na, 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 this is how we intro. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please start the podcast
0: with her with her intro like that?
1: No, 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 no. This is Holly Randall's podcast. Talking shit. No, no, no,
0: no, that was great. That was great. I'm going to have you do all my intros from now on. Everybody, in case you didn't know, that is Romy Rain. She Hello. is here on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It is so exciting to have you. Stop. It is. You know people were so happy on social media that I was having you on? Oh, yeah.
1: I saw that. People were really excited. I love when people are excited. Like yeah. That's that's how you know.
0: It's great. Um, sometimes, you know, I say that I'm having certain people on to get like crickets.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's and
0: then some people are like, oh, my God, they get so Excited, but I mean, I try to you know ensure that everybody that I have on is somebody who's interesting, and sometimes like the most interesting people are not necessarily the most famous people. No, it's but, true,
1: and you never really know like what somebody has to say, like you know, yeah,
0: no, you don't know, yeah. You, I believe me, I've had people on and I like thought they were gonna be great and they weren't. No
1: pressure. (laughs) Uh, Hey, that's the thing too. Like, you know, everybody's version of great is different, what they want to hear and who they are. Yeah,
0: definitely. Some of my Uh, like episodes that I were were my least favorite, I've had some people tell me they were their favorites.
1: Yeah. It can be like seen sometimes too. You Mm -hmm. hear it's like, eh. but, uh, you know, I like interviews. And, you know, if anything, sometimes I talk almost a little bit too much. So I I give a good interview from what
0: I hear. This is good. We want people who talk (laughs) lot. A lot. I, de- mm-hmm. you know, some and are were, honest. Yeah. And some people that, uh, that fans request, I'm like, I just know, like, she may be a great performer, mm-hmm. but I know she's not a good conversationalist. Like, oh. I know the podcast isn't, so I won't get them because it's just like, no, it's true. it has to be more about than what you look like.
1: And a lot of people, like, they find a little bit of like pressure in that. Or, like, to be honest, too, it was almost kind of what we were talking about a little bit is that, uh, you know, some people feel the need to like play a character a mm-hmm. lot. And like, it's, it is a great time to like be yourself. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it, it is different kind of when I first started. Like, when I first started, it wasn't considered very cool to give like a normal interview, like yeah. two people talking like this, especially yeah. when you're in a, like, you're a porn star or whatever, because like they would always want it to be a little bit too caricature and too sexy. Yeah. So you would see a lot of interviews with girls and they'd be like, Hey, so what do you like to do for fun? And they're like, Come. And it's like, Well, what do you like to do when you're not shooting porn? I don't know. No, come. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's no insult and no dig and no burn or anything, but it, it's kind of true. It's like, it's okay to like, you know, be in porn and be sexual and have a personality and have opinions on things mm-hmm. and to be a strong, confident woman. Like, it's great to like come, but it, it shouldn't be like your entire personality. Yeah, I think some
0: girls feel that they really have to create a character. And I think sometimes it's hard for some people to separate their true self from their porn self and they want to create that separation because they yeah. really want to be able to separate their lives and, you it's know, that's true. that's their thing.
1: For sure. Just make sure you're doing and saying everything you believe because, yeah. you know, yeah. people will remember and then, you know, you oh, might yeah, Especially <laughs> these days. Exactly. You can't hide anything anymore. And <laughs> nope. like, and then eventually you might want to like have a serious conversation with somebody. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's important to establish your own levels of boundaries, I think.
0: Yeah. And that's honestly like a big reason I really wanted to start this show because I know a lot of other podcasts are a little bit more salacious and it's like, you know, asking questions like, how many times a day do you masturbate? Yeah, as if we don't get asked those questions all the time. Exactly, and that's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is getting to know you as people and getting to show the world that porn stars are people and that they're like... Intelligent and ambitious and funny and you know sometimes conflicted and all of those things that make yeah. us human like you know that, the kind of dispelling the myth and that's really what I wanted this podcast to be about was to be really real and and I've found that people have responded really really well to that and it's been a huge surprise for me we were talking about that yeah earlier like people really love and I've had so many people tell me that like I've changed their mind about how they see the adult industry yeah. how they see porn stars which is to me is just the greatest compliment.
1: No, it is. And it, it's so incredibly valuable to like it seize the opportunities to be a real person that yeah. you are and to express yourself because like now now really is the time. And and we were always this way, like adult entertainers and beyond. I always call them alternative lifestyles. Like I always I grew up in that environment as mm-hmm. I know we'll get to. Yeah. But like I, I've always been around like people in like the sidestep kind of world. And it's like it doesn't it's not nearly as seedy and underground and salacious as some people I think want it to be. Yes. Like there's of course bad Situations and like drugs and alcohol in every industry, if you like you only want to look at that. But like some of like the greatest people I've ever known are sex workers and drag queens and like you know, gay and bi and trans and you know, not coming from big families, or you know, it it just there's so many different kinds of beautiful people in the world. I think we judge way too harshly. But at the same time, you're right. People are so interested in like finding out about people and like the alternative lifestyles and to see if it's Really, real and like mm-hmm. what it's about. Cause there's always, what's the word? People are always so attracted to this and they're like obsessed with it and they just, they wanna know more. They really do. They yeah. wanna, and what's real and not real about it. But we are all just people and, we try to separate ourselves so much, but we're all connected. Yeah. We really are. And yeah. I don't know. That's I like that about the world now. Yeah. That we really are so connected.
0: Yeah, that's true. And you know, I think also too with, with porn, especially people are fascinated with it because first of all, I think, you know, most people couldn't imagine like you know, doing that as a career, just yeah. something so foreign to them, especially since sex is such a taboo subject for so many people. Yeah. And I think with um, most porn films, and I've seen it change like dramatically, especially over this last year, uh, you just see one side of performers. You see them as, you know, they're not multifaceted, they're yeah. just sex fiends and that's it. So I yeah. think like it's hard for a lot of people to imagine like this person, you know, has hobbies on the side, yeah. this person might have a family, this person has people that they love. This yeah. person has fears and dreams and aspirations and like you never really see that side of of performers. Um but I have noticed have you I'm sure you have too you've been in the industry about seven years right?
1: Yeah six years hardcore
0: yeah so um, you've seen like have you noticed this this incredible shift in um, porn storytelling and how like we're really having these really intense um, scenarios and storylines coming out like you know it used to always be gonzo porn and if it was a storyline it'd be really cheesy with terrible acting and like all that kind of stuff and I just feel like just these last couple of years we've just had some incredible like directors and producers come in and 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 porn actors really be able to shine and, yeah. and like show i mean stuff doesn't look like Real movies these yeah. days, and it's
1: so, it's so impressive to me. People are really taking initiative and caring more because we can. Like we, we especially with like the social media era, mm-hmm. like we really are able to show what we want to show and be a part of what we want to be a part of. And like performers and independent contractors, really do have more capabilities than ever to to shine and to show who they really are, and not just what maybe like a company or a scene wants to push them as mm-hmm. like. Girls and boys and everybody in between can shoot what they want to shoot, mm-hmm. how they want to shoot, and they can really kind of take advantage of their own image and promote themselves the way they want to be. Like, in a way, like the age, like I don't want to say like the age of the contract girl is over or anything, but like how it was like 15, 20 years ago, like you really had to kind of be a cover girl or a contract girl or like chosen essentially to kind of like be popular and to be called like a porn star or a big name nowadays. Like, now people can really build themselves up the way they want to. Like they can yeah. promote themselves the way they want to, post what they want to, shoot what they want to, and especially with how the industry has changed. Um, I don't know if this might be a controversial statement, but I feel like a lot of performers, especially the past five years, like or six plus, when I first started, you know we have been producers Mm -hmm. more than we've been given credit for. All of us, a lot of us, like even directors, everybody's been having to wear more hats than ever. Like you definitely know that.
0: Yes. (laughs) So,
1: so yeah. So like, I think people finally took a step back and realized like, wait a minute, you know, I am dressing myself. I am ad-libbing my lines. Like I, I know the way my body looks posed. I know the kind of things I want to shoot. It's like, I'm kind of doing it already. Why don't I do some of it for myself or put my ideas out there and tell people what I want to shoot and what I want to do and I think we're, we're able to do that without being as much at, at anybody's mercy. Like, I know way less girls, especially the past few years with like the influx of things like Patreon and OnlyFans and Snapchat, that like they're not waiting by the phone, like desperate to take any job that they need to take and then yeah. regretting what they shoot later and then having a sour taste about porn later. Yeah. It's like we really can be independent, more independent, and like in control than ever. And I think that's, that's a really beautiful thing. I think that's a really amazing thing. Thing, the way the industry is going in that sense, so the people that do care can really show how much they care and really elevate the industry, like you were saying. Like we can, like they care more. It's so the product is better, and when the product is better, that's when we're going to all get more credit and yeah. not be looked at as like the seedy, dark underground thing. It's like no, like this is this is our lives. Like we we sacrifice so much of our time and energy, blood, sweat, tears, and our own money. All of us. Mm-hmm to like put forth like this like great product. Like we're on set 12 plus hours a day sometimes for several days at a time. Like we care. Like it's it's our lives and our jobs and it really is real movies and like real glamour shoots. Like it's not it's not nothing. It's not a joke. It's not it's not all that cheap. Like it it's a huge business that I think is only thriving more because of the people that really care. Yeah, I'm glad we're kicking out and in a way some of the people who yeah. don't care. Like, yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, and I've definitely noticed that not only has um, you know social media and all of those independent platforms that models have to use to curate their own content, mm. it hasn't not only like made them more independent in terms of you know having that direct connection to their fans and be able to monetize themselves directly, but I feel like it's also earned them more respect in the eyes of producers and directors. And companies, because now, you know, we see girls writing scripts for their own movies or scenes, which are being directed and produced by other companies, but like they're starting to see the value in the individuality of performers as opposed to just seeing them like they're all just you know dictators.
1: oh no oh my god no like you make me feel so good when you say stuff like that because I I think that that's so important that's really everything right now it's like we are multifaceted like Mm -hmm. we're not just yeah we're not just like sitting there gaping all day like (laughs) we can write and direct and produce and shoot our own stuff and you know the girl like I consider myself like huge on promo like I'm Mm -hmm. promoting like everything constantly and I remember like a few years ago people used to mock you for that like Mm -hmm. god why are you retweeting so much like why do you gotta to take pictures everywhere you are and nowadays people beg you for like takeovers and posts and tag mm-hmm. me in this post that it's it's a really yeah it really it has changed a lot in such a good way I think if you want to take control and put out good stuff you can now
0: yeah how many followers do you have on Instagram
1: uh 2.3 million
0: wow Now, on the flip side of that, you know, have you noticed how a lot of social media platforms have been like turning against performers? Well,
1: they've always been against us for the most part. I think that's kind of been a little bit of us like clawing our way like out of there uh, as well. Yeah, I know countless performers who get deactivated and deleted. I've been kicked off Facebook so many times, I don't even bother. I've been deactivated once on Instagram unfairly. I got it back, thank God. But like, yeah, they do. There really is like this judgment just because of what we do not even what we post and who we are because there's like Instagram models etc who post and say way worse things than most of us do oh, yeah. it just because we're tied into what some people still think of as taboo mm-hmm. but I mean I, I disagree with people who say porn isn't mainstream porn is more mainstream than ever yeah so
0: I mean if you look at a lot of um, I mean sometimes you look at a lot of these music videos and it, or like even mainstream movies and it just looks like porn.
1: It does and not even all that like good porn. I'm yeah. like man we should have better tease than that. Like yeah. at least have the like the actors really kiss. Like right. it seems like so strange that like every movie in Hollywood includes like a sex scene but it's like the most chaste mm-hmm. like fake Overdramatized, but but our stuff is dirty and wrong, and yeah, know, to some right? people, it's it's very it's an interesting yeah the way Hollywood looks at us, and at the same time, we're not social lepers. Like yeah. some people want to think so, but. Who do you think is in our DMs? It's the people in mainstream. Yeah. You don't know I even. Mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, that's the funniest part to me. It's like, no, no, we're really not ignored by celebrities. Yes. Sometimes we wish we were. Like yeah. I've never been kicked out of a business. Like, no one's ever refused my money, except for PayPal. PayPal kicked me off, like, yeah. for selling merch. Yeah. Which was sad because I was a member of PayPal for over five years before I got in the adult industry. Mm-hmm. But after I did, I was selling merch and then they banned me from. For life, no one would even get on the phone with me. No. There was no correspondence. It just you are not allowed to be on this side of the service because you are, you know, you're not compliant with our belief system essentially. Like, there are terms, but there, if if a business's terms is telling you, like, you know, what you can do for a living, especially if it's legal, yeah, then there, that's wrong. That's that,
0: the thing that's so insane, yeah. Yeah, is that and um you know I mean I know a lot of performers have had problems with banks and credit cards. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean the discrimination is is kind of nuts.
1: It is, but it's
0: like acceptable because like you know you're dirty and you work in porn, so it's okay to discriminate. Yet you're all consuming that product. I mean, like I know girls who have lost their bank accounts because the bank teller recognized them and then told their manager, "Well, how how did did the bank teller? Yeah." Exactly. Or all the followers who follow you mm -hmm. and then like write this, you know, horrible stuff on your on your Instagram. It's like, well, why are you following me if you're so offended by what I do for a living? You know
1: what a part of it I think it is? I think for some people it really is the the legitimate part of their fantasy Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're these like dirty, lost, scared girls underground that nobody loves in a way that makes some like dirty purpose go, like, Oh yeah, nobody loves her. (laughs) I swear to God. I feel like to some people it's like it's part of the fantasy for them to think that like like yeah we're like sad and lost in a corner and that just makes their dicks even harder But those are a
0: lot more about the sexual hangups of the general public than it does about like what you do for a living.
1: Agreed. It's like there's nothing like everybody else besides people in the sex industry can talk about sex and be empowered by sex and be half naked. But it's okay to pole dance if you're doing it for fitness. (laughs) Right. You know, but not if you're doing it for money. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally, totally crazy. Um. So, you are hosting the AVN Awards. Ah, yeah,
1: thank you. Were you so surprised when they asked you? I was. Gary loves telling this story. Gary at AVN loves telling this story because when he called me in, I was like, uh, he's like, yeah, can you come in? I was like, well, what's that about? Like, because I live far away. We were talking to him, like, I live central. Like, so why am I going somewhere? He's like, no, no, I can't tell you. And I'm like, I, well, I can't go today. Then. I'm like, I have something else I have to make sure I do. He was like, well, no, you need, to, you should come. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. What's it? was kind of very laissez faire with it because I didn't really know what it was about. I thought it was something kind of random or silly, maybe just yeah. promo for the white party. I've already like done that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be in soon. And then he was like, no, 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 come in tomorrow. I was like, Okay, fine. So like I go over there, I'm like, I wonder if I did something. Did I like post something weird? <laughs> Isn't
0: it so funny? Like when you when you get those messages from someone like, I need to talk to you or can you call me? I I'm always that. like, Fuck, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do? I, even though I know I didn't do anything yeah. wrong, I always think I did something wrong. I'm like, what does somebody want to talk to
1: me privately?
0: <laughs> I know. I'm
1: like, oh. So yeah, so I go over there and I'm like, Yes, it was everything fine. And then like after a while he like spread it out. It like made me like wait for it and he's like and I'm like, No. Like I really didn't believe it It was one of those like moments where I really wasn't like Bah I was like, Really? It was like I was almost so more taken aback and surprised. They thought I was gonna say no. Like I was in front of Tony and like Gary, like the fucking heads of AVN and they're like, Yeah. And I was like, what I so I could, like asked them if it was true like several times because I just I it was something I really didn't expect because mm-hmm. like for me it was something that I've always really wanted to do I love like I love hosting I love being on stage and like and I, I love my industry like I really do care about what I do and like I mean even before porn like I've been stripping and in cam and modeling and so like this really has been my life for like mm-hmm. twelve years so like I just didn't really believe it and then it like took me thirty seconds to be like oh my god well I mean no 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 I'll do it because I don't trust anybody else to care as much as I'll care about doing this and they were like oh my god yeah so then I just like and I couldn't tell anybody which was like almost even worse I I did tell my civilian friend because she's not going to talk to anybody in porn and it was kind of amazing because she was like a girl that I I went like hiking with before I got into the industry and told me you know I'm going to get into the industry and I think I'm going to do this and that and she was always like surprisingly supportive because she's known me for a long time Mm -hmm. and like it's it's so crazy to see like a culmination from start to finish, so it really was such a huge like moment and for me i i didn't really expect what happened but i i I don't know. I almost don't really know how to explain it because I I didn't believe it, and then I was shocked, and then I was like, oh my god! Like this is this is everything. Like there's no bigger compliment, at least for me, than yeah. to be like representing like the, the industry. Night,
0: it's like the biggest night of the. It's the porn Oscars. Yeah, like yeah, ever,
1: like everybody knows AVN. Like even people who hate us and mainstream, like everybody knows the AVN awards. Yeah, they just do. Yeah, and like I was so I don't know. It, it's hard to explain because it really is a culmination of like everything I've ever wanted and wanted to do. And I'm so flattered that I get to like represent my industry on this Mm -hmm. kind of level. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm very proud. I'm very proud to be here. I'm very proud of the time that I'm in the industry. I think this is a great time for performers to be in the industry. Yeah, I agree. I think this year has been incredible when it comes to mainstream. Like, even if you don't like agree with a lot of our attachments or some of the mainstream stuff or the mainstream people that are cool with us, this is the fact that. We have these attachments and mm-hmm. connections is incredible, and it is huge. And if we stay on this path, I really do think it's only going to get better and only get better for all of us. And in terms of making sure that we're we're safe and secure and treated mm-hmm. with respect, like everywhere, not just within our industry, because it shouldn't be just the adult industry bubble. Like, like sex workers are everywhere, yeah, in every facet of the world. And it's it's about time that we kind of like bust through and have some opportunities. And I really feel like somebody that like kind of started from the ground up and and I and I kinda do feel like not like some people thought I was saying it in a negative way towards me, but like if I can do it, that means you can do it. And like not in like a negative way like woe is me. Like no in a compliment. Like you really can do whatever you want to do if you care and you put your time in and it matters to you. Because again, like if I can do it like on my own, so can you. Just give a shit. Like and Thank <laughs> you.
0: And be and proud. That, and that's the great thing about the adult industry is that it embraces all different kinds of people, yeah. all different body types, all different kinds of sexual preferences, gender, non-binary, yes. cis, trans, like
1: all that more stuff. More than ever, too, now.
0: Yeah, and, and it's really all kind of coming to light, and, and it's really all coming together, and people are becoming more accepting of, of all of that, and especially, like you were saying earlier, with the ability to be able to produce and yeah. sell your own content, you know, now you really can make what you care about yeah. and you will find people who are into what you're into
1: completely you know there's like what like a, they would say like a hole for every nail or something yeah. silly like there's totally something for everyone and then you never know until you try mm-hmm. and I tell some of these uh, girls too especially the younger ones like don't necessarily fake it till you make it but like you can really do whatever you want so if you don't feel like certain people are hiring you or paying attention to you you can still put out quality great content mm-hmm. almost to even show people like hey i can do this i mm-hmm. can look this way i can act or i am flexible or whatever you're trying to show off mm-hmm. like you really can do that in in an ironic way sometimes like that really d- gets more attention on you from some of those people yeah,
0: because you're considered like a trailblazer yeah
1: and yeah. like and if you're proving that people are buying my content like my fan base is growing then like people are going to have no choice but to acknowledge you and yeah. respect you so it really is like you can be as popular as you want to be even without a lot of backing and push nowadays, which right. you couldn't 15, 20 years no, ago.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. So what is the main, like, what's your main source of revenue in terms of like, or your main hub where you create your own content? I know you have like a many vets profile. I do.
1: I love ManyVids. I think ManyVids has been great, especially because they've also uh, they have the you can sell your merchandise, which was yeah. so surprisingly hard for the past ten years. Like there's yeah. no place besides like a personal website linked to like your bank accounts, well, and especially
0: stuff. since PayPal. Bans you.
1: Right. Right. PayPal bans us. Uh, eBay would kick us off. Like, you couldn't sell, like, your bras on eBay, even though people are selling, like, period stain, like, leggings on eBay. Like, I always thought that was kind of gross. But, (laughs) but yeah. So, I mean, the fact that there is, like, they allow you to do a lot of things at once. Like, you can sell things, buy things, you can sell, uh, like, a chat time. They can Mm -hmm. buy even your snap from ManyVids. So, I think ManyVids was, like, a really great uh, creation because it also kind of keeps people uh having to do better because manyvids is so accessible and there's it, it's so performer friendly mm-hmm. so you can really do all of that on your own so i think it's making people like really kind of yeah. think a little more um in terms of i honestly i have like so many different streams of revenue right yeah. now like i uh, monthly, I have many vids, my OnlyFans, uh, Fan center, which is my premium Snapchat, my website. Uh, what's your website? RomyRain.com. Okay. I've had. Smart. Yeah. To get I get that URL. I bought it. I said it's in a different interview. I bought my URL before I even shot my first solo.
0: Yeah. That's like, that's uh, honestly, you know, when people are like, what's the first piece of advice I'd give a girl? Before you shoot anything, Buy your fucking URL because yep. if you don't, somebody else will buy it yep. and they will hold it hostage and try to sell it to you for an insane amount of money.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, I've heard like horror Go on GoDaddy.com
0: and spend like seven ninety-five. Yeah. Seven dollars and ninety-five cents, people. It's worth and Buy it. your goddamn URL. Even if you never use it, just fucking buy it.
1: No, for sure. It's worth it. And again, it's just maintaining control of your own image. Like yeah. you know, just fucking put up your social medias on there if you really yeah. wanted to. Um, I also have a fleshlight, a sex toy, which is awesome, and a Kiru sex toy. So and then and then scenes, kind of on top of that. Oh, and camming, I webcam as well. Sometimes I webcam for my own website, my free cams, Cam Soda. So I mean, I I really do have what was that, like six, seven, eight different Mm -hmm. monthly revenue streams. But that's the way to do it. I mean, in my opinion, like you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You shouldn't just depend on scenes,
0: right? What is some of like your best selling uh, clips? Because weren't you saying ASMR was something that was doing really well for you?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, It was so funny. That's kind of something that really exploded the past couple of years. Um, ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which is like people who really like, um, you know, just triggering, like trigger sounds, you know, when you go to a spa, like the water trickling down and Mm -hmm. it'd be like soft violin music and like people really like it when Kind of what ASMR is for the most part. You don't have to talk, but a lot of people like that. It's the comforting mouth sounds and inflections and then people like stuff like
0: Ernie. I could see Ernie like turning up the volume for that. (laughs) You have to have a really good microphone for ASMR.
1: And some people just they love that stuff. Like look it up on YouTube, millions of views. And so I translated that. Sorry, I'll talk normal. Yeah. It's <laughs> like
0: there's I many people listen come listening come in their cars. Like home. I can't hear anything she's saying.
1: Somebody's taking off their pants right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, so I translated that into which I think other people are already doing it. I didn't invent it, but I translated that into ASMR like JOIs, jerk off instructions. Right. So if you're dirty talking to somebody in like a whispery voice, like yeah. it it does something to them. It triggers it them. it
0: Feels more a little more taboo. Like you're trying to keep it. Down, trying to keep it a secret. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you can make that into a role play thing. Yes. That's been really popular. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a huge. Yeah. It's kind of a, a big niche nowadays. But it's it's something again that you know anybody can do, and you can make that work for you. Like I saw it, and like I'm like, oh wow, it really did work for me. I watched ASMR videos, and I was like, ooh, this feels nice. Like like it actually really does relax you. And and then
0: I know I kind of, I kind of got a little bit sleepy when you started whispering. Yeah, I, like, like oh. when somebody's just
1: whispering in your ear and telling you you're great and beautiful and making you feel. Feel good about yourself, like, yeah, and and again, like, that's something I was mentioned I can do, like, without even being naked. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can make it even more like sexual and all that, but like, there's so many different facets that you know the adult industry can, like, you know, dip their toes into. Like, this is and yeah, my ASMR videos are the highest selling videos on my many vids, and I have boy girls, girl girls, like, every kind of video you can have. And yeah, my highest selling little clips, my highest selling shorter clips are, yeah, me breathing and talking into a microphone so who knew that's amazing (laughs) okay we're going to take a short break and then when we come back um, we're
0: going to talk a little bit more about the AVN Awards and maybe if you have some top picks for the nominees
1: uh oh Uh, maybe maybe
0: I do Mm -hmm. I do I have a couple okay we'll be right back guys I want to talk to you guys about a new project that I'm doing I am working on an erotic photography book, and this project means a lot to me. Now, I have a few other photography books out, but this would be the first one that would be created solely by me. I need your support in order to make this happen, which is why I've created a new Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Art, and there you can donate to support these incredible photo shoots that I've got lined up. My last one was with Emily Bloom that I shot last week, and it went amazing. Just for signing up, you will get access to exclusive photos and exclusive video that will only be available on my Patreon. It will not be on any other website of mine. You will also be able to access the private behind-the-scenes Snapchat, even get a live Q&A Skype call with us from set. This project is something that is very close to my heart, and it is my way to really create something beautiful and artistic. And I just want to fall in love with photography all over again. It's not porn; it's erotica. There's a big difference there, and I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would come check it out and support me. So, go to Patreon.com/slash Holly Randall Art. Thank you so much. Okay, so back to the podcast. Okay, we are back, and I'm going to ask Romy if she has any... Picks for Avian Awards, but Uh-oh. she probably can't say because she's hosting, so do you have to stay like uh
1: I mean I'm very much trying to be Switzerland, you know. Yeah. Of, you know, like <laughs> it's I love everybody right now. I really do. I'm so appreciative to be in the spot that I'm in, just so everybody knows I have no control over that. I have no say, I had no part in the nominations, no one asked me my opinion, so there's I can't a, help you. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of people who really question the legitimacy of the nominations and and who wins? And I had a long talk with one of the producers, who was telling me that it's actually like a super complex, very legit voting system. I don't know if they filled you in on any of that.
1: Uh, I'm not exactly sure about how they really make their decisions, but I know it's like 10-ish people, like sequestered yes. in a room, yes. like having like little checklists, essentially. Yes. But again, like I also say too, like just I tell people who get kind of bummed out about it sometimes, and hey, I've been there. Like mm-hmm. I've lost more awards than I've won. Yeah.
0: But so I tell you people. You were saying during the break you've never won an AVN award.
1: I, no, but I have four performer of the year titles yeah, from you three different, from three different award shows. And again, I've had like more than 40 nominations at AVN and I've been like on all of their promo for like the white party, like the other party. Yeah. And now I'm their host. So again, it shows that like it's not necessarily all about winning the awards themselves. It's about like working hard, building up your name and your brand. Mm -hmm. So and I tell girls, don't get too butthurt, don't get too sad. Remember that it is sexual preference. Like we've talked about this. Like Mm -hmm. it's called sexual preference for a reason. Like just because you weren't somebody's preference this year doesn't mean you're bad at sucking dick.
0: (laughs) I promise. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I've 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 met girls, I remember I've seen girls like cry because they didn't win like you know, best anal or something like that. And I'm like, your life's not over. Like, I've never won an Avian Award either. Which but, is even
1: crazier. But that
0: doesn't make me think that I'm bad at my job.
1: Exactly, exactly. Don't Working work. makes you good at your job.
0: Exactly. C- continuing to get jobs, I yes. think, is is makes you good at your job. Yeah. I gotta say, like, I don't have, like, a ton of... Who are your favorites? I can get away if you tell me yes, stuff and I can comment. I can say. I know. I'm actually <laughs> kind of, like, looking up right now. And I'll be honest, like, I don't watch a lot of porn. It's um, hard because, word, too. Like, I
1: don't watch everybody's movies, I so I really handle, don't know.
0: Yeah, it's too much. But I would really, for Best Director, I would really, um, I'd love to see Caden Cross win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That she'd be she's highly... She's been killing it this she's year. She's been killing it. I think her writing is incredible. I think her directing is really good. I really love, like... You know, she, being a woman, and I think she's a great representation for the industry, and yeah. I know she works really hard. And um, I thought Abigail was really good. Oh, yeah. I loved
1: your role in that. A little cameo, a non sex, yeah. but it was my favorite non sex cameo I think I've ever had in a movie. So if, yeah, it, if you don't it, know what happened. It
0: literally made me cringe yeah? so much. You that believed scene. me? Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. No, that whole scene, like, like, it kind of, yeah. That was I, a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoyed that.
1: No, good. I mean, <laughs> which is good. I mean, he had it coming. I'm just (laughs) saying. It was fun. Yeah, I love that. No, anything that's like creative and Mm -hmm. slightly different and just gives people like the opportunity to try new things and to like spread their wings and not just their legs. Like, especially, yeah, how Caden like is, uh, well, she still performs sometimes. So the fact Mm -hmm. that she's like was more of a former performer and like is really showing her vision now Mm -hmm. is really shows the development of stars. And
0: I think uh, performers often make really great directors. Because they understand what it's like to be on set, be in front of the camera, be in that position. Like, you know, honestly, in a way, like I've never been a performer, like in a way that I will never understand, you know. I mean, I try to be a good director and I try to always make sure that I'm you know, tuned into the girl and I make sure that, you know, like I'm on her level and I know like how she's feeling and you know, but like ultimately I will never know what it's like to actually do a sex scene. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Or be in that situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean sex the sex on camera is definitely a little different than sex at home.
0: (laughs) Just a little. Just a little.
1: But yeah, but I mean, but you understand because you also I mean you've you've shot you have pictures, you've done Mm -hmm. naked pictures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. mm -hmm. That we released accidentally. Mm -hmm. Even though nobody believed me it was an accident. I do mm-hmm.
1: Okay, but like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's this total act. All my porn's an accident. What? You guys yeah, it? see, you're one of the people that doesn't believe me. <laughs> no, 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 I believe you. I do. I it's do. It's fine. I don't really care. Yeah, no, who cares? No, you looked hot. That's all Thanks. that matters. So Well, whatever. <laughs> Most of our stuff's... Like, I still promote scenes from five years ago. I was like, I look <laughs> how cute and small I looked. But yeah, even just for performers, like knowing like how their body looks better mm-hmm. posed and like yes. little things like that, and like what feels better and what they think. You know. And being able to play a little bit more freely, I think it is so much fun, and that's why even like as a performer, like I love when I'm given direction. But in certain times of the day, like if you just tell me to like you know do my thing, I get really excited. Especially if I'm working with people that like I trust and who enjoy what they do as well. So it's so fun for. Performers for that perfect storm of everybody just like playing off of each other. Yeah,
0: what's your favorite kind of character to play? Because you've done a lot of like superhero Mm. stuff. I
1: have recently. Recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that because it plays so much in into fantasy, like the extra side of fantasy where you really, really can be like whatever you want to. And I'm a little bit of like, especially when I was younger, like a a comic book video game geek. Mm. And especially because you know, uh, I mean, I'm an only child of a single parent. Like we, I grew up like around like a lot of like. Poor kids and kids in the system, and and there really is like that magic that comes attached to that because it really those kind of characters show that you really can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like you know you can come from nothing and be something. You can be nothing and be powerful. Like you can save people, save the day in some way. You can help people if you mm-hmm. choose to. So I mean I love those characters because it, it really is like. It really is the fantasy of you can do anything, be anything, have fun. And then especially if you attach that to sex. Like, I yeah. think my favorite superheroes would have, like, the best sex, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. Superhero sex. You're superheroes. Yeah. So, I mean, I love playing characters because then you can really take that somewhere. Um but I mean being able to play like a real raw person is so is so fun too. I almost feel like I, I've had less opportunities to play like real raw in like um people like that had like a lot of crazy shit going on. Mm. Uh, I would love to almost do more of that. People ask me, like, what kind of roles would you like to play more of? I mean, I'd like to play more roles where maybe I'm not so pretty and polished. Mm. I like that kind of stuff. I like seeing like where a character can go from, you know, A to B to C. And yeah, I'm like, I don't think you always need to be like perfectly polished. To be sexy, to be yeah. powerful, or and to tell a story. So, like you were saying earlier, when it comes to like movies being more intricate and deep, like I like that a lot. Though, granted, like I started my career like as like a Gonzo girl, mm-hmm. I shot like literally probably like three hundred Gonzo scenes like within my first few years. And I will always say that sex is the bread and butter of porn. Of like course. the sex should matter. Like it, they, there should be some connection. It should look hot. It should get people off. But like, there's so much you can do and say and show people, and with that kind of uh, intense and environments. like if when mainstream movies like if they actually had sex scenes in them right 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 yeah but I don't you know all of it's so fun I love to just uh, be able to explore and just play like mm-hmm. just give me something give me like a character and I'll like and I'll go with it I think I think that's just fun
0: so do you prefer doing feature films over
1: Gonzo or do you like both equally you know I like both equally for different reasons I would say it matters who's shooting it and <laughs> who I'm working with like yeah. you're saying too yeah. like not to call anybody out or yeah. any of that kind of stuff, but everyone's
0: got their favorites
1: for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, I love to work with certain people for certain things, and there's people that I haven't worked with that I'd love to work with more. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I hate to say there's something that I don't like to do. There may be certain contexts of things I don't like to shoot, but the world is a very interesting, big, deep, dark, sexy place. Like I kind of I, I want to try it all. You
0: yeah, know, as yeah, and sex is something that you can weave into almost any story.
1: Exactly. Yeah so I don't know I feel like There, there's nothing I really don't want to do. That's like in the context of telling a story. There, there are certain scenes that, especially when I was newer, and this is something that's kind of changed a little bit in the industry too, is people are more accepting and giving like the freedom to people to really choose what they want without a lot of like stigma. Mm. Because I remember kind of when I first started, like the first few years. um, God, how do I word this? Um, (laughs) You know, people were like, "Oh, if you don't shoot these kinds of scenes with these people for these companies." Are you really a porn star? Mm-hmm. Are you really hardcore? Like it, it, I didn't ever like that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that my whole thing is like do whatever you're comfortable with that makes you happy that you're proud to promote mm-hmm. is a big thing that I tell to people. Like you know. Yeah, I don't know how much deeper I want to get, into, you know. I don't want to put <laughs> I, my foot in my mouth. But hear, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes, it's like Exactly what you're saying. Now it's less of like an oh, you do that or you don't do that. Like now there is much more of like a an open like no, it's preferences, it's comfortability. It's like what people are choosing to do and how they're promoting themselves and their brand. No one has to do anything in particular anymore right. to be a star or right. to grow their fan base. The best thing you can do is your own thing. Yeah, be true to yourself. Yes, exactly. So yeah. that, I feel, has really, like, grown and developed. How did you
0: get into the porn industry?
1: Um, well, I was an exotic dancer at 19. I started mm-hmm. dancing at 19 off and on. I danced in Vegas and L.A. Um, I was always kind of a nude model. I did, like, car magazines and tattoo stuff. And then I started uh, doing Playboy TV. Uh, I did, like, their money talk show. And I did the Playboy morning show, like, literally 15 times in like a six month period mm-hmm. and then they asked me eventually if I would uh, work on their new like camming website mm-hmm. uh, which was Playboy Live mm-hmm. uh, so I started camming for Playboy Live and back then like Playboy I don't know how it changed now but you couldn't be well, you could only be naked you couldn't show pink like mm-hmm. you couldn't like you yeah. really show your vagina you couldn't spread you couldn't use toys so it was really about like teasing and yeah. like talking and like really kind of just playing and you know either being yourself for playing characters, you really there's so much you could do. Like there was really not restrictions except for not being naked, which was hard for like maybe a lot of people. Like yeah. now, if you told like the average like porn star, it's like okay, you can webcam, but you can't do anything sexual essentially.
0: Oh, when I used to shoot for Playboy Plus, and before when I used to shoot girls that would like uh, sometimes shoot porn, like I shot like Jenna Sativa. Mm-hmm. For them, um, a couple other girls, uh, Lana Rhodes, and uh, yeah, it was funny because it was like, what? They, it was like, stop touching your vagina. I'm yes. Like, don't touch your vagina. No pink, and they be like, oh fuck, I forgot. You would get
1: like blips that would pop up on your screen, being like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's hilarious too because like most of the girls that I shot for Playboy Plus were like more nude models yeah. and. When I shot for them, um, MindGeek was still running the website, so they wanted like they were kind of pushing for a little bit more open leg. The website's yeah, yeah. Not, totally gone backwards <laughs> Just a little,
1: now. Twenty five percent open leg. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: literally, it was a casual open leg, yeah. and um, and some girls didn't want to do that. So with some girls, yeah. with most girls, I was playing like what I felt was like hot, you know like find the vagina. Yeah, because I would like have to try to get them to like do some, and um, we would always talk about it before the scene. I'd yes. be like, "This is what they would like. Um, are you? What are you comfortable with?" And I would. Literally, like, send them photos of different open leg shots because some girls were okay with showing, like, the clit. Yeah. But they didn't want to show the undercarriage. Some mm-hmm. girls were okay showing the undercarriage, but they wouldn't show the butthole. Like, I literally, every girl, like, three quarters of the vagina. Yes. Like, there, there was very specific stuff, which was fine. Yeah. And I would try to respect that. But sometimes, like, even when they would agree with it, they would still not really want yeah. to show it to me. So I'd have to, like, try to be like, okay, give me a little more. Like, but it's a trip, nail, right? A little bit more. And they'd kind of like, but I didn't want to, like, push them. And it was like this weird, like, yeah. It was really stressful to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, you really had to like kind of get creative yeah. and I mean, I feel like I I like that that's how I started because it kind of Taught me like how to do more mm-hmm. than just be like uber sexual. Yeah. And like, you know, you really learned how to like talk to people and engage and how mm-hmm. to talk to fans. And like, you know, I would be silly and I would talk about like movies and stuff half the time. Yeah. And I would like put on outfits and like dance around. And it was so funny too. I remember like when I was there and like a few months into it, like sometimes you'd do like girl, girl shows, but they weren't girl, girl shows. Yeah.
0: I've shot girl, girl for them that wasn't girl, That's girl.
1: It's not girl, yeah. girl. It was <laughs> even back then, it was funny to me. And like, some girls are so shy and it's like you didn't, you know, you didn't really want Need to touch them so it was really just like two cute girls sitting next to each other <laughs> the whole time but it was, it was fun I enjoyed it because I feel like it taught me a lot mm-hmm. um, and then and then uh, I did like a bunch of the Playboy TV stuff and I, for, I honestly kind of forgot like how it really just happened but I think I did like my first girl girl-ish for Playboy TV it was like kind of a pseudo girl-girl mm-hmm. Um, and then like dare dorms and like that kind of stuff and then I was like you know I, I always really wanted I was interested in doing it, like even before then, like the last civilian boyfriend I had, I told him, like, look, I kinda wanna do this. He wasn't really a fan. I'm like, Okay, well if we break up, I'm doing it, just letting yeah. you know. Yeah. And then I literally did. And he emailed me, like within two months of me being officially in porn, being like, Well, I guess you don't lie and I'm like, I told you. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I started doing a little bit of like the, the solo and girl girl with like a modeling and camming. Mm-hmm and then it just kind of transitioned a little bit uh, and I started doing solos first I started slow once I actually was shooting movies I started doing solos just for a few months and then I started doing girl girl for a few months I really wanted to make sure that I was doing what I, I wanted to do That's Smart. and yeah so I didn't, I didn't want to regret it because it was something I was very interested in doing I was yeah. like super sexual and like really open I've already had like a polyamorous relationship I've yeah. had threesomes I've done anal like I did a lot of stuff in my personal life already yeah. so I just wanted to make sure that, and you know, there wasn't especially back then too is where I said there's such a difference now. There wasn't a lot of resources mm-hmm. to really like find more things out about the industry. Like I read a few performer books and did like some online research. So like I was just really nervous. So yeah. I was like, all right, we got to take this one step at a time. Now that's another reason why I'm really open about like helping people if I can, or like, hey, okay, this is how you anal prep. If you want to know what to have in your girly bag, if you want to know what's kind of expected of you on certain kinds of sets, I think it's really Valuable, like we're our biggest resource in the industry. So I think it's incredibly valuable to like share your experiences and stories and help, especially if you don't like people having horror stories or people Mm -hmm. trashing the industry if they decide to leave. Like, then it really is much more of a choice kind Mm -hmm. of standard. And I always wanted it to be my choice. I didn't want to like blame porn for destroying my life or like somebody else for taking advantage of me necessarily. And granted, there's only so much you can do in those kind of situations, but. I wanted I wanted to feel like it was mine. And like, you know, if I hated it, if I loved it, it's on me. And I remember my first boy girl, I think like a four or five four-ish months in was for Naughty America. My second the next day was for Brazzers. And I remember like uh, leaving both of those sets, being like, Okay, I think I can do this. I'm like, this was good, I'm yeah. happy, I'm like, I did this the right way, I'm into it. And then it was really just like full steam ahead. So mm-hmm. I technically in my mind I've been in the adult industry for twelve years. Hardcore porn for six, mm-hmm. but it definitely was a development, and it's and it's not really a crazy story. Like it almost is kind of more boring and out of the norm for some people because I got myself in, and a lot of like people just don't. And you
0: did it gradually, walk like in, yeah. Started slow, and then yeah. you like worked your way up to you know as you felt comfortable. Which yeah, is a smart thing to do. I did
1: Hustler magazine before, uh, like my thing my first scene came out. So mm-hmm. and, and like Joanna Angel was on that set, so it was like I really yeah, I kind of met people slowly and gradually, and like. Slowly built my way up, which uh, probably took longer in some degrees. But if for me, it was very much worth it because I I still love what I do.
0: Yeah, and you were able to make the right choices.
1: Yeah, I mean, knock on wood. Like you know, no one's like a hundred percent like perfect in there. Yeah. And then I feel bad for some people who like you know, some people really do get taken advantage of yeah. or lied to or scammed, and Absolutely. their their domains get bought up by somebody that they trusted. Yes. And it's like you know, it that shit happens. But like if I can. Try. I mean, I never, I never want to be anybody's like role model necessarily, but I always did want to be like a good example of like a, a sex worker slash mm-hmm. performer because like this, this is my life and my lifestyle and something I've always respected, and I and I always I wanted, I wanted to be good. I wanted to be, be considered successful at what I do, even more than necessarily be rich, right. because that mattered more to me. Right eh.
0: now, one of the things that you brought up. I realize is something that like we've kind of never really discussed in detail um, on this show when you said that you're open to giving girls advice on stuff like what's in your girly bag. Yeah. So can you actually talk about that a little bit? Because I find that when I shoot brand new girls, they don't know anything about like the hygiene and the douching and all that kind of stuff. So. Just by the way, when she says girly bags, so like uh, sometimes I have to explain adult industry lingo because you forget that people that are listening are not in the industry. Um, So when we say like go do your girly stuff, that basically means like go kind of clean your vagina before you're seen basically is what it means and every girl has their own like kind of system that they develop over yep. what works best for them so what's your system?
1: Um, I My system is I always recommend bringing like your own little like toiletry bag mm-hmm. I, like you know go you know, to Victoria's Secret get one of their little zip up cosmetic bags um, well it's important just to make sure you're clean and fresh and everybody has different levels of that and most people don't douche in their real lives like mm-hmm. a lot of like yeah. normal people don't
0: you know you like can't even find douche in Europe
1: I yes yes when I went to the UK yeah. To shoot for a mind geek, I asked about. It. They were like, "Yeah, we have to like search for them and yeah. like find them." Because
0: what a lot of European performers do is they shower before the scene and then yeah. they like stick the shower like nozzle up their vag. That's how they yeah. clean themselves. They don't use douche. Yeah, so de- it's interesting how it's, it's like a different. Intense. Yeah, from some of them don't countries. use
1: enemas either, from what I hear. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> just depend- again, it all depends on your preference. Yeah, which is sometimes why we joke around that like the Euro guys, the guys who come over from uh, Europe and work in the states, they're usually like it's it's a cakewalk for them. By comparison, because yeah. we're usually like ready and yeah. like, and they've had to like maybe kind of go through a few things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, girly bag. I always recommend girls like bring your own kind of stuff to set. You know, you never usually know what they have. They should always have like the basics, like a douche or an enema. But I mean, hey, sometimes I don't even have that.
0: I don't, yeah. So
1: keep that in mind. Like just, you know, and again, you're an independent contractor. So some people remind you of that to like have like your kit. So what I have to like, you know, keep myself clean and fresh, like, you know, bring your douches or enemas if you need to. If if you're doing an anal scene, I recommend those big like red rubber enema bags because like you'll be able to clean yourself out like better and properly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like eight for in your douches, always pour out the douche water. Like it's not good for you. Don't drink it. I've heard horror stories of girls drinking it. There's
0: that one, there's that one story, and I swear I don't know if it's a wives' tale or not because it just sounds so ludicrous. But everyone has that story about the girl who drank the douche, and I don't know if it's I've true. I've heard a couple people
1: say it. I don't know. I. But yeah,
0: that is one of like those like horror stories that goes around the industry.
1: Yeah, but I'm I so don't it.
0: drink it. Don't basically. don't
1: drink it. Yeah, pour it out, fill it up with water. Uh, some of us use either a little bit of hydrogen peroxide or iodine. I like hydrogen peroxide better because uh, iodine stains a little bit. Really, all that is is just kind of more of an antibacterial. Some people don't like doing that. How much hydrogen peroxide do you put? Into just a the little. Bottle? I so just like, put a little. So
0: like, sorry, people aren't. Some people aren't watching. this. I would say
1: only like 10, 15, Fifteen percent tops. You don't need a lot, like, yeah. and you don't want to like, you know, dry yourself out or irritate right. yourself because you're not really trying to kill all the good bacteria or anything. But I'm just trying to. Yeah. I
0: use, like, and, and every like I said, everyone else is different. Yes. For me personally, I actually use a couple drops of tea tree oil Yes, I was going to say that.
1: That's an extra so. thing. Put a couple, not too, I put a couple too many drops in there yeah, before. it's a little stingy. <laughs> and, and just smells up the whole room. Like, yeah. oh, somebody smells like tea tree. Uh, but that's really good uh, to prevent BV and yeast infections. But if you do too much, like, you can irritate yourself. Yeah. And that's really to, you know, uh, prevent, like, uh, like the basic kind of silly possible infections. Or just keep yourself clean. Yeast infections are common normal women. and um,
0: Especially when you're mixing your pH with a bunch of other people's.
1: Exactly. And depends on what happen. kind of a day it is. If it's like a group scene and there's a lot of people touching yeah. each other, like keep all that in mind. If there's a lot of like in-out, then you don't want to get just like, you know, I was think, but if you're touching just anything, you mm-hmm. know, and then they're putting their fingers inside of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure, yeah. So I say, douche with water, hydrogen peroxide slash iodine, maybe a couple drops of tea tree oil. You don't need to do like a lot of that every single time. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't need to put tea tree oil in every single one of your douches, but it's good to do like Every so often. You mean like maybe
0: once a week or something? Yeah, it
1: depends okay. how much you're working for sure. Okay. But like, yeah, even like once a week, that's totally, that, that's great. I mean, again, depends, I don't know your vagina. <laughs> However, your vagina <laughs> works best, that's your vagina. You know, things like baby wipes, they should have that on Sepi, have it to HIPAA cleanse or a variant of HIPAA cleanse. Uh, you can find that at CVS Walgreens. HIPAA cleanse or a variant of it's antibacterial body wash, mm. essentially. And if you're having sex in an environment like outside or in a barn, Or like, you know, any place that seems mildly questionable and you want to like, you know, clean your skin. Um, or a
0: couch with ringworm
1: exactly <laughs> we had
0: a ringworm epidemic going oh, on ringworm this year. Gate 2018 oh my god oh my everyone god. was getting ringworm and everybody like knew it was from one location but nobody could figure out what location it was mm, well there was a couple locations i think you think so well actually it makes sense because it probably started at one place and then it got exactly. spread to another. so and people are just knows? like
1: spreading it around and yeah. not knowing any better yeah. like yeah and that on that note too like things like hand sanitizer like i mean you can like honestly anything like like. Like sanitary is very important, Mm. Um, and then things you know, like uh, maybe a razor. I was just thinking that couple spots, the razor, mouthwash. Mouthwash is good, especially like legitimate, like listerine, antibacterial Mm. mouthwash. Like a lot of
0: girls brush their teeth too, so maybe
1: yeah. There's a debate on that because brushing your teeth can bust your gums. Oh yeah, good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so if you have to be a little bit careful of like you know, uh, you know, obviously blood and like. But granted, everybody should be tested, so knock on wood, everything should be good. But again, these are the small safety precautions. Definitely brush your tongue.
0: Yes, so many people don't do that.
1: (gasps) Mm -hmm. So many people don't do that. that. thrush green. That's like like a big thing. Like brush. A a lot of bad
0: breath comes from your tongue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So brush your tongue. Listerine. uh, Deodorants. uh, Lotion. Lotion's really important sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there's like little extra things like you know shimmers. And if you're doing things like anal, I forgot what they're called, but there's certain kind of creams or pads. That like are good for your butthole after mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't like uh, eh. all sore. Yeah, because we would not get very sore, or like if they actually get torn or something like crazy like that, you know, thing you have to be careful of hemorrhoids or any of that shit. Mm. Not gonna, would never had one, but I know there's like yeah. there's preventative yeah. caution. So it really is like just think of it as like if you're going to have sex with like somebody that you really 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 like, and you want to make sure yeah. that like they have a great experience. So think of it as like your third date prep, but like more so essentially, just make sure you're clean and. And fresh and groomed and that you would be very confident with somebody touching you and make sure your nails are clean, underneath your nails are clean. Yeah, that's going to say a lot of girls I know um, get infections because
0: they get fingered and the people's underneath their nails are not clean. So if you can bring a, uh, even a brush, like a yes. nail scrub brush and scrub under your nails with soap mm-hmm. before the scene, there. yeah, a lot of people don't do that. And that is, um that would be, your. Partner would appreciate that.
1: Agreed, and like some people get a little bit afraid of my nails, but I've only ever been scratched by real nails because they can they're more jagged. If they get they're not properly groomed, mm-hmm. like they can cut you so easily. Like these guys are gel, like they're long and scary. You don't probably don't want me like in there really clawing at know, you. Know,
0: do you finger girls with those nails?
1: I, yeah, sometimes I finger myself with these. Like, there's mm. a proper way. to I mean, again, like I've been For scratched and hurt by no watching.
0: People. She's got long.
1: I have long, sexy, nails. long, sharp nails, but they're very well groomed they're soft Um, there are ways to do it please yeah they're great back scratcher nails. <laughs> it feels
0: really good. Yeah. No, they're actually
1: very nice. But no, I mean, honestly, like, they're a little long, so that's what scares people. But, like, yeah. fake nails are borderline safer than uh, the real ones, especially if they're the square nails. When I see girls with, like, square nails, because that's, you know, because these are smaller than, like, you know, your pussy hole. So yeah. they go in, like, better. Like, square nails, you have to, like, get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah And you. then, like you were saying, if they're not well-groomed and they have, like, gunk underneath their nails and mm-hmm. you get sc- actually scratched, Yeah, and then you get that bacteria all over you. It's just it's a little bit of everything. But but yeah, like it's important to have like a well stocked girly bag. You should be bringing that to every set. Um, Yeah, yeah, Um, and and giving advice. Yes, oh sponges for when you're on your period. People don't know that. I wasn't even told that when I was like newer. That that's how like girls like can still work while on their period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get soft sponges, which are great to have anyway for makeup touch ups. Mm -hmm. And yes, you
0: get those like those square um, what latex free sponges. Actually, they're not even square. They're like a... wedges. Mm -hmm. And a lot of makeup artists use them and uh, you can bring them to set. And um, when I've used them in my personal life, I actually found out this new trick where I dip them in coconut oil first and then put them up there. Because a lot of times like when the penis is hitting the sponge, it's obviously drying you out because what it's doing is capturing the blood, right? Um, So if you put the coconut oil in there, it kind of helps. So when the penis hits it, it kind of secretes the the lube. Um, And actually, Danny Daniels taught me all of about this because like and they, now the one thing that girls are scared of mm-hmm. is it getting pushed up into their body, especially by the large penises, um, which is something to be considered about. But it's they rare. will. Always come out eventually. So, yeah. like, if you can't get them right away, just give it some time. Yes, um, they relax. will eventually start to come down. Especially mm-hmm. if there's a buildup of blood behind it. I know that's gross, but it's true. It's and true. then also too, like I heard douching can kind of help dislodge it as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like I've never had one get lost up there. No. Um, I mean, I've heard of like those stories. You can always get them out. I yeah. mean, any basic, even urgent care doctor can help you out with yeah. that. Or if you have a good don't, girlfriend. One thing is, don't forget. In there. yeah I've heard of that happening I've heard of That happening. and that's no just not sanitary gets. kids yeah like, make
0: sure that you get that thing out yeah and people always
1: misjudge that like we find our ways to like keep shooting like despite any of that even stripping but hey like I learned that even like in the stripping days where girls yeah. would just like push their tampons inside of themselves yeah. and just yeah. fake it yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got to do and like, yeah. So I think it's really important to you know be honest about that. Because I remember when I started, like, people would be like, "Oh, I'm not going to tell girls how to prepare for anal. Like, they have to figure that out on their own. Somebody has to pay me to like tell them how to do that." I'm like, "Why would you want somebody to struggle? You're working with them, or you're they're, they're watching them shoot." Like, I think a director actually said yeah. that, and like, I really didn't like that. I'm like, "We're really supposed, how are we going to act like we're on the same team?" And we're and we hate how people mistreat us, but we're not even treating each other with like the proper respect. Like, you're working whether you don't care if she has a clean ass
0: yeah. what the fuck? yeah. Tell her how to clean it yeah (laughs) exactly and I think you know girls always appreciate that kind of advice
1: yeah I'm like I'm not I don't because I really don't think that somebody else has to fail in order for me to be successful Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you don't have to have a terrible day where you're miserable and embarrassed for me to have a good day or for me to like shine and I think I don't know and that's I think that's another reason why like the industry changing in the benefit of like performers and creators and Mm -hmm. shooters and directors is like it really is bringing us a little bit closer together and it yeah. really is like everybody is having a little bit more respect for not only like themselves but each other.
0: Yeah, and I think also too, you know, we had a really awful year where we lost a lot of people um you know really important to us, uh, lost a few girls and I think that that I think that woke up a lot of people and yeah. made us realize how important it is to band together and be supportive of each other. You yeah,
1: know? and to call people out if they need to be called out, yeah. or just to be honest about how you really feel, and yep. to reach out when you need to reach out. Like it, it does, and nobody any good to be like talking shit in a corner. You know what yeah. I mean? Like let's let's just at least be honest. Yeah, because I think social media has perpetuated
0: that idea that like you know we put up this like fake kind of facade yeah. that all our lives are so perfect. Yeah, look where I'm going. Look what. I'm shooting. Look how much money I'm making. Look how good I look. Like yeah. all this kind of stuff, and even if it's filled, all a lie, it's all a lot of it yeah. is a lie. You a, know, it's a lie, it's right? Most total lie. So um, but you know, we're all subject to feelings of depression and anxiety yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You so. don't know somebody's story. Like yes. somebody's
1: probably struggling way more than you realize. And yes. like a comment, like you know, can make somebody's day or make them like cry. Mm. Like you really don't know. And we're all super sensitive. I don't believe anybody who's not affected because everybody gets affected by like anything somebody says to them so yeah. It is important to like, you know, mind your words and, but also at the same time to like have real conversations because the only way that we are going to grow and develop and get better, hopefully, is if we talk to each other and mm-hmm. if we say things that we like and that we don't like and, you know, how we we express ourselves. Like everybody has a difference of opinion and that's okay. It is okay to disagree, but there has to be respect.
0: Yes. I think that that's a key, a key thing. Like it's okay to disagree mm-hmm. with other people, but to, you know, start with the name calling yeah. and getting some people get so. So Aggressive
1: and people are always so tough on Twitter, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, because they don't have to sc- accept responsibility for mm-hmm. what they say, and you're not in front of somebody who might just sorry, I that's keep, okay, like touching you, it's okay, like, <laughs> with
0: you, you know, it's all right,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if you're face to face with somebody, they could kick you <laughs> for saying the wrong <laughs> thing, which is you know, I think it there's it, there is a consequence, there, every yeah. action has an equal and opposite reaction, so yes. you just have to. Keep that in mind and make sure, again, like you're proud of what you're doing and saying and being.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, you and I um, are mothers – Have something in common. Oh my God. Yes. Tell me. Both our mothers were in Hustler
1: magazine. Yes. I didn't know that your mama was, though. Yeah. So,
0: um, yeah. So there's a little bit of a story behind that. Uh, For those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, like, what the fuck? um, (laughs) My (laughs) mom is Suze Randall, and (gasps) she, (gasps) what? (laughs) I can't tell you how many people are like still like find that out, and they're like, oh, I didn't make the connection. I was like, "Eh." but um, anyhow, so she was, uh, she obviously was a neurotic a photographer but she also did some modeling mm-hmm. and when she first started shooting nudes she was actually shooting for Playboy mm-hmm. so Playboy flew her out here and she got her start with Playboy yeah. and um, she shot herself for Playboy which was kind of like a oh, big cool. achievement yeah <laughs> and this is before you know selfies and yeah. um, automatic timers so she shot herself with a cable release and it was actually like really sexy like po- her posing with wow. this cable release it's really cool So she's sh- really cool yeah so she shot herself for Playboy um, and that was really neat and then uh, she was kind of like falling out with Playboy she'd written a book that Hefner didn't approve of she talked about things that went on in the grotto that she wasn't supposed to talk the about truth. yeah so she was kind of like you know a little bit on, on the edge and then um, I guess the final straw was was um, she met Larry Flint at one of Hef's garden parties because Larry was trying to um, blackmail Hef because he had pictures of Hef with a girl that wasn't his girlfriend at the time Mm. and so Hef's like the way that he was going to solve that was he invited Larry to one of his parties and then like completely ignored him Uh. so my mom met him and then they like struck up a conversation and they like became friendly and then Larry was like Susie should come work for me so my mom did and so she was Working for Hustler and then she shot herself for Hustler. Oh my god. And um, kind of as like a like the same way that she did for Playboy, but it's a little bit more explicit, obviously. Okay. And Larry published it and on the cover he wrote Playboy Photographer Shows Pink <gasps> and have flipped out and then my mom got kicked out of Playboy. She literally got escorted by security <gasps> out of the mansion. Stop. And that was the end. Her career at Playboy, like that, was like the nail in the coffin. God, so you know, yeah, for a
1: company that loves nude women, they sure do hate vaginas. Yeah, they really, <laughs> they do did not like a they are vagina. not
0: fan of vaginas <laughs> at all, at all. That's wild. Yeah. I love that though. Yeah, so that's my mom's uh, hustler, a <laughs> hustler, story. Sorry.
1: You know, I you know, I don't know if my mom official I'm sure she, I think she was. Like at least like the smaller pictures and smaller pictorials, but uh she did the busty beauties. Mm-hmm. She did has her busty beauties like several times. She did the boob cruise which was pretty big at the time. Um and she did a bunch of other like little kind of slightly lesser than like mm-hmm. naughty magazines. And like and she took it pretty seriously too. Like she had like she kept a lock on like one of her closet doors that had like this whole like um kind of filing cabinet. Uh-huh. Full of all her magazines, and it's like she would. I would go with her when I was a kid when she would go to like some of these newsstands Mm -hmm. and try to find her magazines and her Mm -hmm. pictures. And I remember like kind of enjoying it. I was like, I was always very attracted to beautiful photos. I think women are beautiful, men are beautiful, but like women take like really great photos. Yeah, Um, yeah. And it just it would always be it wasn't anything too crazy or taboo. I mean, it was a little over sexual, obviously, Mm -hmm. but. I mean, I always, I always grew up like feeling like that was okay. Like it was okay to be naked. It was okay to be sexual, and, and like, it was something really cool about it. And it yeah. was like, ooh, like that's cool. Like she's in, like you know, and she would dance. She did like some dance tours, and I was like, I met like some of her friends. Like I met Busty Dusty when I was a kid, who like it was like back when like boobs were kind of like becoming a thing. So it's like yeah, she had these giant boobs and like drag queens, and like I, you know, I've gone probably to probably shouldn't say this. I've gone to maybe some places. I was underage. To go to a couple times, but it's okay. That's okay. Apparently, I saw Randy West naked posing as a
0: playgirl out in the backyard when I was a kid. So
1: And you know, and here you are. And here <laughs> look what happened to me. I, I, I've I, been bored. I've joked with her about that. She doesn't like that. I'm like, well, come on, why do you expect? And she was like, Stop it. Because she never really did like official like porn. It was kind of more yeah. of that like sides kind of step and like yeah. a little bit. She's a nurse now. Um it's like so funny, my mom was a nurse. Oh my god. She
0: became Became a model and then a photographer.
1: I feel like it's about taking care of people. Yeah, right? That's There's why
0: mom bad. always said, like, she always said that she did really well in the industry because she did a great bedside manner with yeah. the models.
1: I feel like that totally matters, and like it's a different kind of like connection with people. And you're just you have to you have to be very relaxed and like confident in your own ways to Mm -hmm. do certain kinds of things like that. So yeah, like I was I grew up around like other like nude models and like kind of knowing what my mom did. Maybe a little bit too young, and but it was never all that like crazy to me. I think uh, somebody did find one of my mother's magazines when I think I was like in junior high. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit awkward. But my mom was like really young and hot. She had like fake boobs. At the time and everything, so like you know, she was hot. What are you gonna say? And yeah. and what does your mother look like? Yeah, um, No, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of bad. I'm like, what? Like, uh. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, my mom would like had her own little like adult entertainment exploration. She she was a little bit weirded out about me being in like full on pornography, but she was happy. Like as I explained to like her and everybody else, like I take it seriously. It's my yeah. job. It's my career. I want to like do good and like show good and like I'm proud to promote everything that I've done so I think that matters more than anything else that it's really not like this seedy sad thing that like yeah. I did like for two months and then people find it and it makes me sad like no yeah. it's like I meant to do this yeah <laughs> I'm a-
0: Yeah, like you, you, it was of your own volition
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I, you know what maybe if I wasn't all that successful she wouldn't be all that stoked on it <laughs> yeah. but, she, but she's told me like hey well you know since you're doing good I mean shit
0: yeah <laughs> good for you yeah that's really great that you can have like a parent who supports you in that because I know a lot of people have... Yeah. like lost their
1: families no, no, no. And, over it. And we're honestly not like super duper close. I mean like I, I love her. She, we've gone through a lot obviously together. I mean she had her own trials and tribulations with the industry because again it was a very different place 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. So you know she like you know was in like a certain crowd that was maybe a little bit bad and maybe partied a little bit too mm-hmm. much. So we butt heads on like certain things but like at the same time I'm I, maybe because of growing up in those kind of environments like I am secure with who I am mm-hmm. and like people don't agree with me like I'm I'm not going to let it destroy me and we don't like agree on absolutely everything but I'm an adult she was an adult and like live and let live or let me have my peace I believe in protecting your peace and it's okay and I tell people that too it is okay to not like have a big connected family and everybody who supports you because yeah. it is super rare like, again I'm an only child of a single parent like mm-hmm. I've had like probably more people like not supportive than supportive mm-hmm. so like I totally do get it and it it it's it's okay yeah. like as long as you you're happy with what you do and you do surround yourself with people who do support you because there's so you know some things I don't talk to like my mom or my family about because I don't think that they'd understand Or like really, you know. Mm -hmm. So it it is important. I tell it's okay to create your own family and like and I get it, as somebody who's always felt like a little bit of a weirdo and an outcast and an underdog, like I've really kind of gotten through because of other people like me and because of other people like really striving and working hard and existing in spite of, not necessarily as a result of Mm -hmm. their bad environments. Mm -hmm. So I, and so I always tell people like it's okay even if you have like one or two people that care about you that's more than some people
0: oh yeah and and sometimes it's really a lot more valuable to have just a couple I've, I've found that as, as I get older mm. you know like I just start shedding people that yes. just aren't really I like, don't trust
1: people who act like they have a shit ton of friends yeah. like 200 of my closest friends like you lie 10 yeah. of those people like you yeah exactly <laughs> that's the
0: thing and it's just like and as we get older and busier and we have less and less time for people people mm-hmm. like the time that I do have, I wanna spend it with the people that I really value. So I've really I've found that I've let some friendships kinda of go. And not that like we're on bad terms or anything yeah, yeah. like that, but like it's just too much effort yes. to maintain it, you know? And yeah. and I just wanna be close to a few select people and I just think there's a lot more value in that than just having a lot of like acquaintances.
1: Complete quality over quantity, baby. Oh yeah. There's probably only about five people that I would truly call like a friend. Because a friend is a very like valuable thing Mm -hmm. and that you trust. Like a friend is somebody that would let you sleep on their couch if you had nowhere to go. Like there's not a lot of people who would do that for you. Yes. Absolutely So yeah, I mean a small circle of people who actually care and support you is far and away better than like a room full of people that like just want to be in a selfie.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think especially too as you become more successful, you have to be careful more careful about You almost who you call have less your friend.
1: friends as you yeah. More <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's true and it's, you know, like you know he, because it becomes iffy about who wants to be your friend because of what they can get from you mm-hmm. as opposed to like who wants to be your friend because like they really like you as a person. No,
1: completely. And yeah, I think
0: it's harder to discern it's the more true. successful you become.
1: It's true, but you have to like protect your protect your peace as you say, like protect the people that you love and the things you worked really hard for, mm-hmm. like don't allow somebody to take that away from you or destroy it. Like because mm-hmm. there is like I know like, you know, those, you know, fake friends, kind of people like I've Crazy stories of people that they thought were their friends for years or business partners for years, and like they get screwed over, Mm -hmm. cheated, or stolen from. And it's like you really don't know, so it it is, I think, a lot more valuable to have like a few people you really can trust rather than everybody's my friend. Like, no, they're not.
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: (laughs) Maybe again, only child, single parent. Like I, you know, I circles are naturally small. Yes, that's just what I think. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Personally, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I know we went over time, but know, it was fun chatting with, with you. Fine.
0: I mean, it's like it's very loosey goosey. You know, you can do what
1: you want. It's Holly Randall unfiltered. This is your show. Oh my god. What? Right. To do my
0: problem.
1: Yes. Like, no, like, do what you want. Like, that's why you're here, man.
0: Well, that's the great thing about podcasting, too, is you don't really have to stick to, as opposed to like radio shows, you know? That's true. I always feel like when I go on radio shows, I only have a certain amount of time, and they always like cut me off before, like, yeah. I'm like, I have so much more to say. Like,
1: I'm a rambler. So, like, yeah, yeah. the longer it's fine.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You're great. You're really great. So, um, obviously, people can catch you hosting the AVN Awards yes, this
1: year. Please. It'll also be on Showtime. Time. Yeah, okay. the AVN Awards are January twenty sixth. Yes, the award show itself is January twenty sixth. The expo starts on January twenty second. It is four days long. Meet me and all of your favorite people there. You're going this year, yeah?
0: Yeah, I'm actually working at the Minivids booth this Stop, year. Stop, that's yeah. incredible!
1: Oh I'm my doing god, there. you there? Did you come by? I totally will. I'm yeah. just going to be at the AVN booth for an hour a day because I can't risk getting sick. So I'm not signing for a company this year. Smart, that's smart. oh my god, dude. AVN flu, you guys. That's another yeah. thing. Pack your hands sanitizer, your vitamin C, your air purifiers, Mm -hmm. like take care of yourself, this this holiday season, kids. It's funny actually because
0: uh, Twisty's just sent me my order for February. The scenes that they want me to shoot, and they're like, "Can you book these towards the like middle to end of February so people have time to get over the yes. avian flu?" And I was like, "Oh my god, it really is a thing.
1: It kind of is." Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sick last year because I like I drank a ton of tea and I really like was trying to preventative caution. Oh, and I got like one of those IVs that it's just vitamins and a bunch of water to keep you hydrated. Oh,
0: really? Yeah,
1: people do that like for like the hangover cure, but I think it's good to do like. Preventative, yeah. like so, you stay hydrated through Vegas because Vegas is so dry.
0: And, like, yeah, I should try that because I don't drink, but yeah, um, I no, do fairly. still like always like I, I don't drink enough water. That's for exactly. sure,
1: and it's hard. And you're just running around all day, and mm-hmm. you're touching like sweaty people, and like I hug people sometimes, and I'm like, how are you wet? Why are you wet? Yeah. Now I'm wet. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like, I need a shower. But no, it's worth it. It's fun. Uh, yeah, just take care of yourselves, you guys. Come and meet us January twenty second through 20 is the AVN show. It's going to be so much fun. Hosted by me and Bailey Rain and comedian Esther Koo and special performance from Cardi B. So it's going to be a pretty cool big show, which yeah. we're really excited about. It's going
0: to be a really big, show. really big show. And then where can people find you online? Can you give us your
1: website? Your Instagram? Your my Twitter? website is romyrain.com, R-O-M-I-R-A-I-N uh, Twitter is romi underscore rain because somebody stole Romy Rain like you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Instagram, but I'm verified on Twitter, so I'm easy to find. Uh, Instagram is Romy Rain. I have 2.3 million followers, but they still refuse to verify me. Maybe one day, because I won't pay for it. They may, like you know they. Eh. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, on. you're the only Romy, Romy Rain with followers in the millions. So yeah. if you guys can't uh, find that, then thank
1: you. I was. I feel bad for people who get scams, but I'm like, if you're like just chatting with an account that like won't send you proof of who they are, who has like a hundred followers, ask. Asking you to send money to Ghana. Yeah then come on. Who in Ghana is running that fucking scam?
0: And you <laughs> know what? Good. I was looking up um, my numbers uh, for this podcast and there's like 13 people in Ghana who listen to this podcast and I was wondering if like one Uh-oh. of them is that person who's running that fucking scam. <laughs> He's to get Because the there info. is someone in Ghana who is like Killing convincing it. a lot of people that porn stars are stuck in Ghana and need help. Fucking,
1: help. Like I don't know a single porn star who's been to Ghana. Honestly, no. I mean no, I'd love one. to see pictures at this point. Like, is it is it someplace I should go? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, speaking of that, they say porn can't take you places, but I, I love that like porn has like been the thing that's gotten me out of the country. Like mm. porn has paid for my trip to the UK, to Montreal. I'm doing a feature dance tour in Italy and Bucharest oh, oh, this upcoming year. Awesome. I'm so excited. So like that kind of stuff I tell people too. I'm like, you don't underestimate, you know, like this can really it can this industry can take you all over the world if you like want it to and you work your butt off. And I'm also Many vids, Rain. Many OnlyFans, Romy underscore Rain, Fan Centro, Romy Rain, uh, Camp Soda, My Free Camp, everywhere. You know, I'm like, just like Google me, y'all. I'd <laughs> love that. Just Google me. You're all over the internet. I try. I try to spread myself around. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can follow me
0: um, at Holly Randall on Instagram and Uh, Twitter. I also have my website hollyrandall.com. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. I also have a a premium Snapchat fancentro.com slash hollyrandall. So um, yeah. Do you post nude on it? Uh, I actually, uh, very rarely wow. I'll post like a topless photo when yes. I feel like it, but it's become less and less frequently recently, I have to admit.
1: Give the people what they want. I
0: accidentally <laughs> posted one on my free Snapchat the other day,
1: and I was wondering why
0: I kept getting all these DMs from people being like, oh, You're so hot. I'm like, Where's this coming from? This and so then I looked, and I'm like, Fuck, I put it on the wrong account. um, Yeah, it was another accident. Right? That's exactly what I thought to myself. Like, people aren't going to believe me. They're going to think I did this on purpose. I'm just, you guys I'm just a fucking dumb blonde. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: It's okay. We like nudes. It's all right. (laughs) Release them nudes. Everybody has nudes. And that's the thing, too. You know, fucking people talk about like celebrities and stuff and like talk, oh, we're we're so gross because we have our, like, we take naked pictures and put them on the internet. Remember when like a couple years ago when everybody in Hollywood got hacked Mm -hmm. and like everybody's fucking nudes and like porn was out there? I'm like, they do the same thing, yeah. like, and they're bending over and taking pictures of their butthole, too, yeah, yeah. like uh, Oscar winning actresses. So, like, nobody's above like I naughty agree. selfies. I agree, we can all take, a naughty I selfie. agree, yes.
0: And you guys go and take a naughty selfie and uh, don't send it to me, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sign up to one of our premiums, and then you can send us and a naughty you can picture, send it to,
0: yeah. You can send it, and I will uh, pretend I never saw it, yeah. <laughs> I'll click on it for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thank you, Romy. Thank you for
1: having me. I really appreciate it. Of
0: course. And uh, I will see the rest of you guys next week. Bye. Well, if you've listened all the way up to this point, I'm going to assume you're probably a fan of the podcast, or at least of this episode. So what I would appreciate more than anything is if you would rate and review my podcast, please give me five stars. I would so appreciate it. And also, tell your friends about it. Um, Word of mouth is a really powerful tool in getting podcasts up there in the charts. And if you want to financially support this podcast, which I would appreciate even more, um, you can go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. I have all kinds of cool tiers. You can watch these interviews live. You can watch the full-length podcast interviews, which I now only make available on my Patreon. You can get free mugs and shirts. Join my private Snapchat get signed prints from the girls. There's a lot of cool stuff that I give away. So thank you all so much for your support and we will see you next week.